Hello geniuses, welcome back to the Own Your Genius podcast where we discuss building businesses, growing brands, and owning your genius. I'm your host, brand attorney LaConya Murray. Today, we're introducing a new segment to the Own Your Genius podcast called Woman to Woman. Woman to Woman is an intimate conversation with various female business owners regarding their entrepreneur journey. I feel these stories are important because oftentimes what we see doesn't tell the entire story. We often see the highlight reels, which can cause us to question our own journey. As women, we have our own experiences that are unique to us when it comes to entrepreneurship. So my goal is that by listening to others share not only their wins, but also their challenges, you will be inspired to embrace your own entrepreneur journey even more. Now, let me tell you about our first guest. Our first guest discovered entrepreneurship at the early age of nine, along with her twin sister. And when she made it to high school, she found her love for all things marketing and branding. Well, what happened? Life happened. While the 2007 recession prevented her from working in her dream field, Fate stepped in 12 years later to ensure she was exactly where she needed to be. Let's welcome co-owner of Iron City Social, Melissa Newton. I am very excited to have this conversation with you because I remember before you started your own business. So this is really like just to see what that transition was and how you got to where you are. And then you and I, I mean, goodness gracious, how long have we known each other? I don't know. Um, how long has it been? I know it's been more than ten years. Yeah, it's been more. It's been more than ten years. Like rocking UAB, and my my definitely my brand photographer of choice. But we're going to get into all that. That's why, I'm, like I said, I'm really excited about this conversation. <laughs> but what I want to know is what motivated you to like branch out and start your own business. So honestly, time and financial freedom. Um, my my desire in life is to do something that's impactful to others while also being fulfilling to me. Um, like I, I want to work hard, but I don't want it to feel like work. I know a lot of people are like, Ugh, I don't want to work because it feels like work. But when you're doing something that, that you love or something that you're passionate about or just something that comes easy to you or natural for you, it doesn't feel like work. And it's easier to get through those long nights or, you know, those long days or whatnot and still feel fulfilled by it. I absolutely 125% agree. My kids and my husband used to always talk about how much I work. Matter of fact, you know how mm-hmm. the, the school sends home the little packet that the kids fill out like, about your parent? Yeah. And one of the yeah. questions was, what is your mom, what is your, yeah, what does your mother like to do for fun? And this child won't put down work. I mean, but she wasn't wrong. But. You know, but it doesn't seem like work. Like I get up, so I, I completely understand. I'm glad that you have that now. Let me ask you this. How long have you been in business? Let's start there. Okay. So, so honestly, I think that it like me being in business or me being an entrepreneur, like that started in childhood. Like it's crazy to think, but me and my twin sister, like we literally started being our own business women at the age of nine, we started okay. selling amethyst that we would dig up from a mountain across the street from our house while we were stationed in Panama. So we were slinging rocks at the age <laughs> of nine. 
<laughs> like literally slinging rocks. That's like hilarious. literally slinging rocks at the age of nine, you know, to, to the kids in the neighborhood and the kids at school. Um, it was so funny because I know my mom, like we were in Girl Scouts at the time and there was a sleepover that was going to go on at our school gym that Friday. And we asked mom if we could go. It was like $20 or something like that. And you know, mom's, oh, I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll see if I have the money. Now she had the money. She was right. just messing with us. We didn't know that though. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, well, we want to go. We need to do something about it. So we literally got our butts up, went across mm-hmm. the street, dug up some rocks. They were beautiful. We sold those jokers. We sold like three of them for $20. We came oh. back and said, here, mom, here's the money. She was like, what uh, did you do? <laughs> I hope you didn't tell you were slinging rocks because right? that probably didn't go. Where did this come from? And we were like, oh, we sold our crystals. And she was like, y'all did not have to do this. But like our mindset was, if you don't have it, we have to get it. And that's right. exactly what we did. I love that. So that's hilarious. That's <laughs> Your first journey was a lot better than my first journey. So my first journey into entrepreneurship involved a tea stand while okay. everyone else was doing lemonade. So I'm yeah, like, you yeah. know what? Bump that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit them with something different. Hit them with hit something. They're not even going they yeah. not even they, they ready. Right ready. So I, I I did a tea stand, but uh, the challenge with that is I didn't know how to make tea. I okay. didn't know anything about tea. Mm-hmm. So my tea consisted of hot water mm. and sugar. Oh, okay. Sugar water? Yeah. Sugar, mm-hmm. sugar water, yeah. It didn't go over too well. And <laughs> honestly, I I literally just started drinking tea about a year ago. Oh, my goodness. I still How, old don't drink. How old are you? Oh, goodness gracious. Let's see. I had to see. I wasn't in Madison. I was in Decatur. So probably like third grade. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, so third so like grade eight, now, eight, yeah, nine-ish, but, somewhere up in there, about eight nine ish. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so I'm just now, and I still don't drink sweet tea. That's I will cool. drink hot tea, but that's because my first it was nasty. I was like, who? Yeah. Oh gosh, this was terrible. Okay. <laughs> Pass me over that southern card. I don't drink sweet tea. <laughs> I know, right? I'm from don't Alabama. <laughs> no, I know. Don't judge me too too hard, but you did a lot better than I did, and then. What I love about that is that you charge $20 per rock. You didn't charge like four or five and try to sell a lot of them. Like you knew mm-hmm. the value, mm-hmm. you knew what you were trying to get, and you didn't mm-hmm. have anything in your head saying, oh, well, we can't charge this much. We're only kids, or these are only rocks. You said, hey, I know my value. I know what we need, and this is what it is. And you got it. Not only did you get what you needed, you got, got you got, mama, you want to come too? We got an extra $20. We, look, we got, right. we got, look, all of us can go, okay? Right. <laughs> That is awesome. So buying so the block. Yes. <laughs> and it's um, so funny because it was like the, the whole twenty dollars, we knew we just needed twenty dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Like like that was the goal. We need twenty dollars. So it's like I give it to I'll give this to you for twenty dollars. And then like three other people came up and they were like, We want one too. Here you go. Here you, you go. Know? I love it. When we have to keep that same energy now as we're in business, doing our prices, knowing our value, trying to attract our our clients, is knowing what we want, what we need, who we want to work with. Like we need to keep that. I want to know more about the business that you're in. So tell me about Iron City Social. 
Yeah. So Iron City Social is a boutique marketing firm. We're based here in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, however, we do assist clients. Uh, we try and keep it regionally because we we know that audience. We know, you know, that we want to work with smaller to mid-sized businesses. But we do a range of marketing services from um, just your traditional form of marketing, any print services, or not print, but, you know, graphic services that you may need for print collateral as well as digital marketing and um, everything in between awesome so i know you from my first set of brand photos Mm -hmm. that you and your husband did for me and then you did you took mine yourself solo last Last year year. yes 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 so is that also a service that iron city social provides Absolutely. So um, I I provide photography services for branding photography, headshot needs, um, any content that you need to have photographed or you need pictures and or video for, we provide that service as well. How long have you been with Iron City Social? How long has that been a thing? It has, let's see, it's so funny because Kayla and I met last year, last September, right? um, <laughs> one of her clients, which happens to be my brother and my sister, um, Darius Peace, he was hosting his 20th year celebration and she had started working with them. So we had some conversation or some communication back and forth, um, just trying to get like behind the scenes stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't actually meet until November of 2019. Um, in November, we had a conversation. She was looking for, like, she was looking to expand her business. Um, Iron City Social is three years old. It turned three back in March. Okay. So she was looking to just really grow and wanted somebody that would see the vision and would be willing to grow with her. And I was all up for it. Like, I had just left my corporate job and I was like, I need something to do that is me. And I, I honestly, I will say that I was a little afraid to just start off solo dolo. Like I didn't really want to do it all by myself. Like I wanted to, to grow and to learn with somebody that already been doing it. So it was like the perfect opportunity um, for us to meet hit it off like we had one conversation and it was like let's do this thing together (laughs) right (laughs) we went at a coffee shop and we were like yeah let's do this and so 2020 january 2020 we started off together and we've been working together since then and business has literally doubled since we started working together in january in the midst of a global pandemic (laughs) right 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 i know so many people are out here canceling 2020 but not me me. and my people me and my clique we are not canceling 2020 we know that millionaires been made in pandemics we know that mindset matters and that people are still spending money building and growing so i'm that Mm -hmm. is great i am proud of you kudos to you for doubling business doing in pandemic what would you say would be like one of the main factors that led to you being able to double your income during a pandemic honestly really just knowing who we serve like knowing our audience, knowing who it is that we're trying to have an impact on and really um, pivoting our business strategy to really meet those needs where they are. Uh, I, I think that. that 
in so many cases, like a lot of businesses, like it was crazy for us to see like so many businesses locally, globally, regionally, like saying, oh, we got to close our doors now. And it was like, but why? Why do you have to close your doors now? Could you not find a way to pivot to meet the needs of your customers where they are? Like, because people are still spending money. They are. are They still still have needs. Exactly. People still have needs that need to be met, you know? So, like, how could you change or pivot your work or pivot your mission, your business model to meet those needs? So being able to show up and serve your clients in a way that they need to be served is is what helps you. That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. And I I love that. And another thing I would even add to that is not only knowing what they needed, not being afraid to serve, because I've seen that in the very beginning. A lot of people will, should I still sell? Should I still make this offer? Should I still do this? I know we're in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I feel guilty about doing that. And that, again, that goes back to the conversation we had about nine-year-old Melissa Mm -hmm. and Megan about knowing their worth and their value and knowing that what they have is valuable and somebody wants it. So, and showing up and we have to continue to do that. We can't let anything stop us. That's the biggest thing is just showing up. Like when you, when you minimize yourself, when you minimize your, your service, your product, your business, and you don't show up, nobody's going to show up for you. Like you have to show up for your people in order for them to show up and support you. So you, you definitely can't be afraid to still be out there. I I totally agree. Now, what I'm interested in, is why marketing and branding? Is there a story behind that? How do you go from slinging rocks to, <laughs> <laughs> to to marketing and branding? How did that happen? Oh goodness! So uh, in high school, I took a marketing class because I figured it would be easy. I don't know why I thought it would be easy. I literally knew nothing about marketing or advertising or branding or anything like that, but took the class my junior and my senior year, took it my junior year. And it was like the concepts, the methods, everything just felt natural. It was like, well, duh, you do that. You know, well, of course that makes sense. You know, where everybody else was like, huh, I don't get it. Why would you do, 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 you know, like everything just clicked for me. It was like, well, you do this and then you get this, you know? And so I took the class, got an A in it, of course. We had a, it was like a regional marketing competition of mm-hmm. sorts that we went to and we get down there. The teacher took like the five best students in the class. And I was one of them. We get down there and we had this whole like pitch competition. And mind you, I did not know what I was walking into. Right. Mm-hmm. No right. preparation. Like my teacher was a little kind of all over the place. So he didn't prepare us. Right. He was just like, we're going to this competition. So, you know, we're something business casual. Those were the only <laughs> instructions. Right. So we get down there. We don't know what the heck to expect. And we get in this room and it's like a panel of three or four people. And they're like throwing these like business, um, 
situations at you and asking you, how would you handle X, Y, and Z? So I'm just getting in there and I am just speaking straight from the hip, exactly how I would do what I would do and why I would do it. And like, I went from, um, like not knowing what I was doing to being like a finalist in this competition. And I was like, dang, maybe I know what I'm saying. You know, 16, 17 year old me was like, maybe I have a future here. (laughs) You know, like this just comes easy. So that's, that's where my, my passion or my love for marketing came from. It came from that, you know, that high school course that I just enrolled in as an elective, not knowing that that's exactly where my path would lead. I love that story. And one of the things I want to ask you is, so you discovered in high school, where mm-hmm. your passion was and what you possibly want to do mm-hmm. when you graduated. Did you go straight from high school into college? Did you major in branding and marketing in college? Majoring in marketing and minoring in Spanish. Um, took a couple classes in marketing, and I'm not going to lie, um, that business e-com class, like <laughs> that thing tripped me all the way up. And I was like, you know what? Let me reevaluate this thing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna drop this class because this is not it. This no, this ain't it. So I went from changing my my uh, major from marketing to PR, another elective class that I just fell into, figuring it would be easy, <laughs> right? right? Ended up in that class, had the toughest professor on campus for an elective class. Like he given out negative sixties on papers, right? <laughs> And I'm like, this is an elective, sir. I don't understand why you're torturing us, okay? (laughs) But like got in the class and fell in love with PR and public relations. So I ended up changing my major to PR and that's what I got my degree in. Okay. And when you graduated college, were you able to go straight into the workforce with that PR? Heck no. (laughs) And I love that because... People need to hear this. People need to hear There's so many people who need to know that life happens. Life oh, happens. God, did life happen. So when I graduated, that was in, what, 2007, 8-ish, right? 2007, mm-hmm. 8. That was, like, right at the beginning of, like, the job market crash for um, print media. So I, I started, um, I started with an internship at AL.com and I was working on the editorial team. Mm-hmm. So I was doing, um, a lot of their lifestyle and news, um, like blogging, as well as putting out news stories, like all the news stories for the day. Um, so I started off doing that and I loved it. And AL.com was just an extension. It was the digital extension of the top three newspapers here in Alabama. So you had the newspaper for Birmingham, Mobile, and Huntsville. Mm-hmm. So we basically were just its digital counterpart. Um, then all of a sudden, the newspapers started laying off. And I was okay. like, oh crap, what do I do now? And I literally like, jump ship because I was scared and started. <laughs> I went and interviewed at like State Farm and got hired there and spent the next 10 years working in corporate America, doing something so far outside of what my degree was in, what my passion was, that it made absolutely no sense. But 
I was there and I got stuck. I got stuck and sucked in to, Mm -hmm. oh, I can, I can have these benefits and I can make this money. And there's a, um, a charted out path for my success here. Like that felt appealing at the time. But, you know, 10 years later, I was like, this is not it. (laughs) <laughs> you got sucked in and I you get sucked, sucked in. in but you know why you got sucked in it was because we were taught to get a job it mm-hmm. really doesn't go to college get a job yes it doesn't really matter if it's in your field or not but get a job stay on that job retire get all the benefits so you were living quote unquote exactly. the dream but exactly. it ended up being a nightmare because you weren't following your passion that's not what you exactly. had a heart for like it, it wasn't so, my dream at all right. And that divine timing, I love because I, earlier you said that end of last year, you left um, State mm-hmm. Farm and then you met Kayla yes. and you were able to start back into and get back into what you really had a heart for. And once you did that, goodness gracious, the success that you're seeing, it's just when you when you follow your purpose, I always say when you follow your purpose, everything will fall into place. You don't have to worry when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and gosh that is absolutely and honestly just a little a little bit more background on that so Mm -hmm. in 2019 like maybe the summer last summer Mm -hmm. I really started kind of getting anxious just in my spirit I was like I am not one I'm not producing my best work like I'm producing work that is you know like it'll get us by and you know I'm I'm average on board average but I'm not producing my best work here Mm -hmm. and what I am doing and I really don't want to do this like I want to be impactful I want to make a difference you know and I feel that you know what I was doing I was making a difference for the people that I was serving and helping but it wasn't the difference I wanted to make it wasn't the impact I wanted to have and I was like I want to do more and I want to do what is fulfilling to me right but Mm -hmm. here I am 10 years in the game it's like but where can I go and make Mm -hmm. this amount of money you know and it was just it was it was terrifying because I have a family you know we got a mortgage we got bills we got (laughs) you know we got things we got life going on you know so like it, it was necessary to be able to bring to bring in the same, if not just a little lower of an income that I was used to. So here I am, I'm putting in applications and trying to reach out to local um, businesses or marketing agencies, advertising agencies, you know, putting in for jobs left and right. And when I tell you it was like silence. Mm. Like nobody was responding. So I was like, well, God, what am I supposed to do? Like, I I have a heart to be in that industry, but nobody is opening a door for me. And I kept hearing him say, create your own table. If you're not given a seat at the table, create your own table, create your own chairs. And I was like, how am I supposed to do that though? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Right. You want me to start all over? Hold on now. What that look like? You know, like I didn't, I didn't see it, but, and I wasn't willing to just leave. Like I was not willing to leave State Farm. So in October, I got fired from State Farm Hmm. completely out of the blue for something so nonsensical that was like, wait, what? I've never had a write up. 
I've never had, let me, let me, we need to have a conversation. I've never had none of these things (laughs) in 10 years. And now I'm, I'm being let go. So at that time it was like, okay, God, I see what you did there. I was not going to let go of this. So you Mm -hmm. took it from me. And he does that. He will do that. He snatched it right on up from under me. He was like, now I told you what to do. Oh, you're not going to listen, huh? Oh, you're not listening? I got you. Okay, let me show you. I got you. Let me show you. So October, I got fired. November, I met with Kayla. January, we we started this thing together. We started this relationship together. And here I am, you know, what is it? Nine months later? Making more than I was making in the 10 years that I was working in corporate America. And not only do I have the time freedom that I wanted, but I also have control of my financial future. Like instead of having somebody dictate my time management and dictate my financial future, like I'm in control of those things now. And that, oh my God, like that is so rewarding. That's success to me. I love that. Ooh, I love that. That's people need to know that story because some people they are in the same, they sit in their cubicle, they sit in their office miserable, mm-hmm. just like you are. And another thing too, when you put when you invest that 10 years, part of you is like, oh, but I've already invested 10 years. That's like it. I've already put this much time I'm in. I'm already it. here. Exactly. 10 years. I'm not gonna get that back. Right. <laughs> you know, and they're like, so it's well, like, I don't want to move. move. Not knowing that you got another 10 years, another 20 years, another Baby. 30 years. If Speak you don't, leave. like you gotta, you gotta leave. You gotta, it's now or never. Like you have to, don't let the mm-hmm. time. It traps a lot of people. That's true. So entrepreneur, so you've been in this entrepreneurship game for about nine months, you said. Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurship is not without its challenges, right? Yes. How do you handle those challenges that come up? Who with a large glass of wine, general, <laughs> or some tequila, or several? Okay. I don't know. Um, but outside, like outside of my alcohol endeavors, <laughs> um, like honestly, like dealing with the challenges, um, I like I I meditate. Yes, I meditate and I I exercise. Like so, what I like to do is I start my mornings off with like mm-hmm. 30 minutes of just me walking and meditating while I'm walking, um, you know, and speaking the things that I want over my life to come to fruition over my family, over my business, over my business partnership, over our clients, everything. Right. So like if mm-hmm. I have like a problem, like while I'm walking and while I'm speaking, it's like God is also speaking to me mm-hmm. on things and ways that I can handle certain problems or get through certain situations. So I, I like to take that time to really just kind of it's just me and God, like, let's have this time. Let me do something that's helpful and that gets my blood flowing. And that also gets me mentally and spiritually prepared to take on and to handle anything that is coming at me or up against me. That's a beautiful way to start the day. And you're being proactive instead of reactive, instead Mm -hmm. of waiting for a challenge to come and then just feeling like, whoa, it's me. What's going to happen? You're proactive and you're speaking into existence, the type of day, the type of week, the type of month and life that you want, which I'm sure what happens is when a challenge does arise, that it's not as big as it, as As it it would appear 
Right. Because you're already mentally prepared. Like when a challenge exactly. happens and you're in that mindset, you're like, oh, that's fine. I can handle that. Because you've already told yourself that you could handle it. Exactly. So that's a beautiful way to start today. Melissa, can I just say thank you so much for being on this episode of Woman to Woman. I really enjoyed our conversation. I enjoyed it too. Before we go. So you know that I'm all about owning your genius. Yes. And so what I have is what we call the genius round. Mm-hmm. I have a few questions that I want to ask you. And I just want to hear, just get your response. Just see how okay. you, what your answers are. What does owning your genius mean to you? Hmm. Owning your genius, for me, it's it's knowing your secret sauce and pouring it on every single thing you touch. Okay. What is your favorite business or mindset book? So at this point, where I am right now, <laughs> my favorite um, my favorite mindset book is Black Privilege. Opportunity Comes to Those Who Create It by Charlemagne de God. Oh, and- okay. My favorite quote from the book is put the weed in the bag. And for me, it's it's a constant reminder to be proficient in the basics, like know the basics, know the small things so that it comes easily. So put the weed in the bag, then you can move on to other things. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to have to get this book. I don't even know what that means. Like, I, I need to read the book so I can understand the. But yes, that sounds. I would have never thought that. I'm gonna get that one. I'm always on the hunt for the next best book. I love to read. It's a very, it's a good book. It really is. What advice would you give to a person that's considering entrepreneurship? Uh, let's see. I would say um, find something that comes natural to you. Like find something that comes easy to you. Don't force an entrepreneurial journey upon yourself just because it's trendy or what everybody else is doing. Right. Like this life, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. You have to really be in control of your time and in control of your day. And you got to know that you're going to work harder than you ever have before. Now, although you're putting in that work, it's not always going to feel like work, but you are going to be putting in work. Mm-hmm. So be ready for that. Okay. Well, that's it. That's our genius round. Thank you for those words of wisdom. We appreciate you so much. Blessings. On your entrepreneur journey, congratulations to where you are right now. Thank How you. can people find you? Where can we where can we find Melissa and Iron City Social? All right. So everybody can find me. I am on Instagram and I'm on Facebook as me Danae on both of them. And you can find Iron City Social on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn at Iron City Social on Facebook and LinkedIn. And on Instagram, it's Iron City Social BHM. Awesome sauce. Amazing journey. I always tell people that delayed does not mean denied. I'm so glad that Melissa didn't get trapped into that American dream, you know, Go to college, find a great job, stay there till you retire, even if you're miserable, even if it doesn't fulfill your passion or your purpose, right? How many of you all can relate to being in a place where you really want to leave, but you hesitate because of the time you invested, whether it's a job or a relationship? I can relate. Let me ask you this. What was your biggest takeaway from today's Woman to Woman? Head over to the Genius Lounge and let me know. On your way over there, make sure to share this episode with three people and leave a review. Until next week, keep building your business, growing your brand, 
and owning your genius. <laughs>